0: This is A Sporting Full Podcast, Chronically Candid Conversations, and I'm your host, Morton Green. What's up, and welcome back to A sporty Full Podcast, where we have candid conversations about what it's really like to live with a chronic illness. I am your host, Morton Green, and as always, it is my honor to be back with you all for another week. Let's get right into it. Um announcement. So book club. The February read for Book Club was The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, and I absolutely adored the book. 10 out of 10 for me. Um, I'm really not like I can't say mysteries are my favorite genre, but I enjoyed this one, so I loved it. Two two thumbs up, two spoons up, whatever the rating system that we're gonna give it. Um, so I was really, really excited to discuss. Uh, the book with the other book club members but a little anxious because as you all know last month the book club members kind of left me hanging you know i was in the zoom by myself but i'm super happy to report that this month we actually had a book club meeting everyone showed up well not everyone but most of the people showed up so that's really really exciting and it was just such a good time just connecting and sharing our thoughts and vibing with other book lovers you know so, for March, we decided that we are going to read Furio- Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. Um, I picked this book up like a while ago, so I'm excited to push through it and I'm excited to laugh. You know, I love that we're going through different genres in book club and not just sticking to one particular thing. So, if you are interested in, joining book club I will leave a link in the description block and we will be happy to have you all right so now let's transition to the affirmation of the week as you all know every Wednesday I pull a card from my illuminate chronic illness affirmation deck and this week's affirmation was I am grateful for the lessons my illness is teaching me and so I mean gratitude when you have a chronic illness is difficult y'all I'm sure y'all know But in the past few years with chronic illness, I've learned a lot, a lot about myself, a lot about just how strong I am, how fragile I am, how to set boundaries, how to try new things, what's really important to me, how to love myself and be self-compassionate to myself when I'm going through rough patches. So even in the darkest of moments, there is always something to be grateful for. Um, What's that saying? Um, I never lose. I just learn. So instead of focusing on the loss or the setback that we tend to go through in our journeys, um, you know, I try to focus on what I can learn from that particular situation. And that helps me to find gratitude in those low moments. Anywho, let's go on to the main topic. Um, last week, my babe was on the pod to talk about relationships when chronic illness is an element. If you have not had a chance to listen, definitely go back and check that out. Um, You know, give him his kudos, whatever. But I want to shift back to talking about self-love. Because, you know, having someone to love you is great. It's amazing. Butterflies, rainbows, all that jazz. But y'all, there is no love like self-love. Because to be just frank... People come and go, but you are with you forever, okay? Forever, ever. So we are self-love, you know? And in a world where we've been raised to self-criticize, judge, anything that's different, self-love as a woman living with a chronic illness can often feel unattainable, you know? Never mind the fact that we're told that it's better to put others above ourselves or, um, Setting aside time for self love can cause feelings like guilt, and we struggle to maintain a true self love practice. You know, it's it's frustrating. The concept of self love is, I think, simple enough that most people understand it, but I feel like it's one of the hardest things to really put into practice. It's like we know we need to self love, yet so many women. In general, especially when we're chronic illnesses, have difficulty giving ourselves permission to experience it, which is crazy, right? They say when you know better, you do better, but we're still not doing the right thing. Um, so like, I mean, when was the last time that you told yourself that you were enough, or when was the last time that you did something just for yourself? You know, as children, we're taught to show love towards other people. You know, be kind, share. The, the golden rule if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all but I personally don't think we teach our children to do the same for themselves or at least I know I wasn't um some aspects of self-love could possibly be touched on like during those puberty times when you know there's dialogue about things like body image and being a leader not a follower but nothing to the extent that I believe that we push this agenda of you're nobody until somebody loves you. And I mean, I could go on and on about society and the media brainwashing our young girls, but that's another topic for another day and another podcast. But (laughs) um, like I was saying, we learn to put others first. You know, we learn the importance of success and how to work hard and how to make money. But, We didn't learn how to keep ourselves feeling fueled for the many trials of life. And so self-love is important for our health and our happiness. When we truly love and value ourselves, it's transformational. You know, self-love is honestly the foundation and you don't have to be like a construction worker or a contractor to know that when your foundation isn't solid, everything feels shaky. Life feels shaky. But the moment that we start loving ourselves, we experience positive shifts in our lives. And to quote, you know, future, he said, life is good, you know? So I wanted to touch on a few reasons to prioritize self-love. So um, self-love as a woman with a chronic illness is important for a lot of reasons, like emotional stability, Um, you know? What's that term everyone was saying? Like, oh, I'm unbothered. Well, no, self-love does not mean that things won't impact you or affect you. It means that you can take the hits like a negative test result or um, a new diagnosis and be okay. Like, yeah, it's a little shaky, but it, it, it levels out. You know, you won't have like these super high highs and super low lows emotionally. Another reason um, to prioritize self-love is because it gives you freedom, freedom to be ill. Like you will define illness for yourself because you recognize that your experience is your own. You're free from the constraints and the limitations of what it means to be ill by other people's standards. You know, this freedom allows you to just feel powerful and have a greater sense of control, which I feel like a lot of us lose when we're in these bodies that we feel like we have no control over at all. Healthier relationships. So, um. People who love themselves have boundaries, y'all, and they are unapologetically themselves. They don't settle for less just because they have an illness or think, oh, well, this is the best I can get. No, not at all. Okay, they know their worth and they're allowed um, to say who's in their circle. You know, only the people that get it get to be in their inner circle. That goes for friends, lovers, family, jobs, any and every arena, Another reason is satisfaction. You'll be most satisfied with your life, no matter the ups and downs, the setbacks and comebacks that we experience with chronic illness. So, um, we'll see, what else did I have? Um, Recognizing and prioritizing your needs. So when you lack self-love, you're very, very dismissive or you tend to be dismissive of like your needs and prioritize others over yourself. So self-love with a chronic illness is about identifying your needs and making them a priority in your life. It's about doing what truly feels right for you. You can also gain a true sense of yourself. Um, so like self-love can push you to give to yourself yourself validate yourself, and celebrate yourself. And in doing so, you'll develop a sense of authenticity. And again, you'll have that freedom to be whoever you are or to transform into the person that you really want to be. We already spoke a little bit about boundaries. So um, as your self-love expands, so will your ability to identify what's for you and what's not for you. You know what I'm saying? The The more you love yourself, the less you'll tolerate trash, the less you'll tolerate being treated like crap or like an option or treated less than. You know what I'm saying? You'll gain clarity that you need to understand what you will and just simply will not accept in your life. All right. And the last thing I have is a big door, not a victim mentality. I talked about that earlier this year, y'all. One of the things that I struggled with early in my journey was the why me" victim mentality. And um, when you have self-love, especially with a chronic illness, you kind of take ownership of your story and your choices. And um, also, I think earlier this year, I talked about daring to show up as your chronically ill self. Self Self-love with a chronic illness is what empowers us to do so. So those are just a few reasons to prioritize self-love. And as far as people will ask me, because I do get questions like, well, how do you do it? Like, how do you even begin like a self-love journey? And everyone's journey does look a little different. Um, And where you start just depends on where you are. Like, There is no cut or dry to anything with a chronic illness. And I think you all know that. But here are a few ways that you can kind of like, open yourself up to self-love and figure out how to make it the priority that it needs to be in your life. The first thing is figure out what's holding you back. So what is really stopping you from making self-love a priority? Do you feel like you don't deserve it? Do you feel like it's unnecessary or that it's unrealistic to love yourself the way that your body is? Um, Once you have that answer, it'll be a lot easier to kind of address it and, you know, navigate around it. The next thing is to let go of any negative beliefs about self-love so there are a lot of negative myths out there about self-love um, and when you have these again like even limiting limiting beliefs about ourselves but also limiting beliefs about certain ideals such as self-love it can make you, it difficult for you to commit to it. And one of the biggest myths about self-love is that it's selfish. So let's go ahead and toss that up right now because self-love has nothing to do with being selfish. In fact, loving yourself allows you to love others more freely and deeply. To go along with the negative beliefs, you have to change your mindset. So if you're someone who engages in a lot of negative self-talk or hold on to um, self-limiting beliefs or just a negative mindset in general, which I know we all have those moments, it's going to be hard to learn how to love yourself the way that you need to be loved. You have to be open to the magic that is self-love and how it can possibly change the game for you in your journey. The next step is learning how to say no. And um, what I mean by that is that um, an easy default that a lot of people have in not pursuing anything, not just a self-love practice, is that we don't have the time or the energy to start something new. But the truth of the matter is we make time for the things that we find important, right? So if you have so much on your plate that you don't have time to prioritize yourself and your needs, it's time to learn how to say no to other things, sis. And it's okay to say no. Another thing is to love your body for what it does. You know, body image and insecurities are a major roadblock holding a lot of women with chronic illnesses back from self-love, myself included. Yes, our bodies are changing and shifting and, you know, doing, we'll say, uh, interesting things, but our bodies are also amazing and they do their best for us every single day, you know, and we should love our bodies for what they do, not what they don't do or what they look like. Again, talking to myself here. And the last thing I have is to just start living a life you love. So, Loving your life is an important part of loving yourself. And when you have a chronic illness, so much of our lives are consumed with daunting things like doctor's appointments and waiting for test results and scans and medications. But we have to make it a priority to create a life that we want, you know. And so something simple that you can do is find a hobby and commit to like two hours a week to mastering it or setting a new goal or some chasing after some dream and begin working towards it. Plan a trip and go and like create a life that you love living. And I don't want to say put your illness on the back burner, but don't make it the thing that's holding you back from living a life that you love. And to kind of go along with, you know, well, how do I start a self-love practice or how do I start to prioritize it? People don't really know what, It looks like to express self-love. So if you're a little stuck on how to get started in your self-love journey, um, I came up with kind of like four ways to express self-love. So the first way to express self-love is to pay attention to your thoughts. You know that annoying inner critic inside your head that whispers or yells for some of us um, that you're not doing enough or you're not pretty enough or that you're not worthy. The next time you catch yourself going down that tunnel, just try to pause mid-thought and replace that voice with a much kinder, compassionate one. You know, always replace it with the person that's talking to their best friend or a loved one. The second way could be to move your body Movement is a gift and does wonders for both the mind and the body. And I understand that it's not possible for all of us to do a CrossFit class or run a marathon every day and myself included. So um, for me, particularly like right now, as I'm recovering from this latest flare, I've been focusing on just little things like walks outside when the weather permits and yoga. It does not have to be super intense Or for like an extended period of time, you just want to move your body and release some of that stale, stiff, stagnant energy. You know, even if you just like literally like shake your hands out, shake your arms out, swing in circles, like whatever that looks like for you. The third thing is expressing gratitude. So um, making a list of one or three things every day that bring joy to your life. Um, I always say try to shoot for three, but at bare minimum, there's at least one thing to be grateful for every single day. Even if it's something as simple as I got to sleep an extra five minutes or, oh, I walked to the bathroom without being in pain. There's there's something there, y'all. So we have to find things to be grateful for in our lives, in our current circumstances. And the last thing, just a really easy way to explain. Um, express self-love is the use of affirmations. So I know this one can feel a bit awkward, especially at first, because it's not like, oh, I just want to write them or I just want to read them. I challenge people to actually look in the mirror and say them. So yeah, like making that creepy eye contact with yourself. And I know it sounds strange, but the awkwardness fades with practice and over time. Um, I know those initial moments can be like, oh, this is too intense and it's uncomfortable. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's the only way we're going to grow. We have to get outside of those comfort zones. Um, so that is all about, you know, just self-love, how to prioritize it, how to express it. And I hope that that really helps somebody. And now I want to move on to something new because y'all, I am impressed. Someone emailed in and they gave me the green light to kind of respond to their email on the pod. And I think I want to make this a regular part of the show. So if you guys have questions or comments, a quick story to share, um, want advice, whatever, um, shoot me an email at iswaswillbeblog at gmail.com. That's iswaswillbeblog at gmail.com. Anyway, so here it goes. I'm trying to to read this all professional. Hi, Morgan, loving the podcast. I've been going back and forth, catching up on old episodes when I have downtime. Anywho, I'm a 23-year-old recently diagnosed MS woman, and it's been hard to say the least. My family tried to cheer me up by saying, at least it's not terminal, and I almost snapped. I mean, blackout, snapped, rage. I know I'm not dying, but I might as well be, My quality of life is so poor right now, and I hate that this is my reality. I downloaded the self-love challenge, and I'm really struggling. I write the affirmations, but they just feel like words. In all honesty, I stopped after day four, because what's the point? I'm only reaching out because I feel like you're the only person that gets it. Sincerely, I hate it here. Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, So I know you really didn't ask for advice. But um, in response to what you said, I have a a couple of things. Because you touched on a couple of things that really stuck out to me. Um, The first thing is that it's still new. You didn't say exactly when you were diagnosed. You said recently diagnosed. So to me, that could mean anything from a week to, we'll say, six to nine months. I know during that time, it was very, very hard for me and very, very emotionally charged time so i would just say give yourself time to grieve and process like this is a major shift this is um this is this is transformation this is a big time Like it's just dramatic event you have to give yourself time to grieve to understand i would say get knowledgeable on what's happening get knowledgeable on you know different symptoms and get knowledgeable on different treatments and knowledge will try to will possibly make it less scary and um, give you, I guess, a better sense of, okay, I understand. And here are some things that I could possibly do to uh, get my footing in the situation. But again, it's still new. So if all you want to do is cry, give yourself permission to cry. Like It's fine. As far as your family, um, I would say to let them know that their comments aren't really helping. And I know a lot of times we, we hold our tongues because we realize that They're just trying to help, but if it's really, really bothering you or really, really stressing you out, you have to stand up for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to set those boundaries and expectations because, I mean, if you don't set it, they'll just continue to do it. And unfortunately, this is not something that you'll get over in a year and you don't want to live the rest of your life listening to these side comments and things from the people that love you, but also give them a little grace and teach them what you need for them because they mean well, but you know, people aren't perfect and they have to learn as well. It's new for everybody. As far as the affirmations, I would just say that number one, not everything works for everyone. So I share the self-love challenge because it worked for me. It's something small, but we're all different. Um, so if it's not working for you, don't force it. Don't, you know, make yourself miserable or, and I definitely don't want you to feel like something's wrong with you because it's not working for you. That's not it. We all just learn and process and do things differently. And also, um, I, knowing that you're still freshly diagnosed, I don't really know if you're in the mental space to implement affirmations. You know, you have to be open to them just like you have to be open to self-love or, um, you know as I like to say, hit a rock bottom, which was my catalyst for starting. Hitting a rock bottom that was so deep that I just knew I had to change gave me the power to keep going even though it didn't feel comfortable. So right now you have a lot of, going, of stuff going on and I know you do want to work on the affirmations and the self-love, but until you can kind of process and get over this initial shock, I think that it might not be um, time for it yet. And uh, the last thing I do want to say is that, yes, you are not alone. I'm here. I encourage you to find some other women living with chronic illnesses. They can have MS or they cannot. I know that uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook groups, there are so many places where we are collecting and connecting and encouraging and supporting each other. So find your tribe and just... um, Know that there is someone out here, at least one other person on this earth that knows exactly what you're going through, can empathize with you and is here for you as you begin this new journey. So um, before I let you guys go, I just want to say this. Developing a self-love practice as a woman with a chronic illness takes time. But I've learned that the habits and like micro steps Create big changes when you're consistent. And that was basically like the framework behind my self-love challenge. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, when I started my own practice, I was at a rock bottom, you know, and I wanted to start small. So I just did two simple things every day. I said an affirmation and took a selfie and, and I did that for a month. And at the end of the month, I saw a little bit of improvement. And after like six months, even like my friends and families noticed that shift as well. So if you are interested in easing into your self-love practice, I encourage you all to sign up for the Love Yours self-love challenge. It's completely free and you have nothing to lose and everything to gain because it's self-love, right? Um, You can do it at your own pace or you can join the next cohort and in full transparency i don't know the next time i'll do a cohort because folks really didn't participate this time so um like one of the things i do is i have like a challenge winner well you went by um increasing your self-love. So yes, everyone wins if they complete the challenge. But I actually had like prizes for those women who were courageous enough to do the optional part, which was share their affirmations and their selfies and post online. And for some reason, this round, no one did, which is a little disappointing for me as um, a creator, as someone who's trying to hold space for women to grow in their self-love practice. But it's all good. It's not really about me and my ego. It's about helping the community. So I think one of the things I'm going to do is send out a questionnaire to see how I can better support people or women in the challenge and encourage more online participation. But that's neither really here or there or you guys. problem. I just wanted to be transparent because someone may sign up and say, oh, well, when's the next cohort? And I'm, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But at the end of the day, I just want you all to remember this. To give your best, you have to feel your best. So invest in yourself, spend time doing what you love, and be kind and compassionate when things happen, when we make mistakes, when we fall down, when we don't live up to the sometimes unrealistic expectations of what our lives should be, because you are deserving of all the love and the attention in the world. But that is all i have for you all as always it has been my pleasure and honor to share and connect if you are loving what you're hearing please like please rate please subscribe please share with a friend and until next week stay safe stay empowered and stay you